Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Hope This Is Helpful podcast, where we share our interval perspective about everything and nothing. I am your host, T.R. Harris, and I'm joined by my husband and co-host, Leon Harris. Mr. Leon Harris. I don't know why he decided to be Leon tonight. So let's jump right into it. Um, let's do our intimacy card. So our first segment is that we do an intimacy card. We answer it, kind of share a little bit about ourselves for you guys to kind of get to know us a little bit better. And our question today is, what does my love feel like? Uh, in a good way, I guess, overwhelming. Um, because it's not like what I'm used to or ever had. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really different still to this day. Um, that's probably just my issues mentally. Um, like sometimes I just still I'm kind of unbelievable and I have a hard time grasping that. No, it's real. Um, but it's not nothing you do. It's just my overprotectiveness, like trying to protect myself. Right. Um. So yeah, overwhelming awesome. in a good way. That was a beautiful answer. Because I was like, ooh, is it a bad way? Um, what does your love feel like? Your love to me, for me, feels like, um, I don't want to use the word perfection. Uh, it feels nice. It feels comfortable. It feels like what I want, exactly what I wanted. It's not this um, need to show up perfect in either one of us, but you can see, you can see us showing up. Mm-hmm. Even in our imperfections, we show up and we support each other, and um, we're learning each other still, like we're supposed to be. We're learning what that work looks like, and it's not, it's not one-sided. It feels safe. It feels comfortable. It feels like what I want, and I don't want it to change. That's encouraging here. That's good. <laughs> uh, our next segment, guys, is uh, story time. We share a story, whether it's good or bad, about our five-year-old. Um, since you don't get to see her on this podcast, if you would like to see a little bit about her, you can watch um, our vlogs on Harris Hope and Humor. If you're listening, if you're watching, you're already on our Harris Hope and Humor channel on YouTube. Hello again. So um, this is for you guys to kind of get to know a little bit about her in a different way since you don't actually get to see her on the podcast. So, Leon. Spasms killing me tonight. Um, I never have a story. I never have a story. She just does, always does something funny all the time. Kind of plays me all the time. I don't have anything. I'm so sorry. You don't have anything? I'm trying to think. Okay. I'll go. I'm always forgetting this one. I knew the intimacy cards, but I forgot about the story. <laughs> I think you do this every time you forget that it's a story. And I have notes in my phone. I do take notes, but my phone is recorded. Mm. Um, what I'm going to share about our daughter actually ties into our topic today. And um, I want to share how amazing she was handling my recovery process. I think for what I 
thought and that could be my own anxiety or worries I thought that it was going to be much harder in terms of parenting her to handle my recovery than it actually was I feel like she took it in stride and she was very caring she was very mindful she was almost um maybe maybe empathetic is a good word she became almost like a, a little carer herself like she became a little caregiver in her own way of wanting to make sure I wasn't doing too much wanting to make sure if I was trying to show up for her that it was safe for me that it was okay for me um and then I was trying to come up with different things for us to do so that she still felt connected to me because a lot of the ways like the physical touch well ways that she likes to play and feel connected was kind of lost for a very long period of time so I kept thinking of different things for us to do together and she kind of had her own ideas and it was enough for her to just be in the same space as me to just be in bed with me to just watch TV with me to be able to have her toys in the bed and you know just be in my presence and so I think she handled it very well for what I was anticipating yeah she did she was really good she was she was chill even though me and her was she she was chill had a good recovery do you have a different story? Do you want to just jump into our topic? I have a story. Um, so we have a tree out front, and one of the branches, a big one, a big piece of the branch fell. So me and Noe was looking like, oh, we got to get it so Mama can put the van in. So I was like, I got it. Yeah, I wasn't able to get all of it. So she's like, I got you, Daddy, and literally helped pick it up. I put it on my shoulders, and she helped me, and we we moved it out. We broke up some of the other sticks. We'll, we'll put the video in. Um... But she just always shows me, it, it bothers me a lot, though, um, that she has to live her life a little differently because daddy's different. Um, but she, she hand, I hope she's handling the stride. I hope there's no resentment later. But um, for the times I do ask for help, she helps. Yeah. She's a good helper. She's a great helper. I saw a video on TikTok that was talking about what it's like to be an interable family and what it looks like for their children and their children were a little bit older but it was um i don't honestly i don't remember the exact same story but one of the things that she said about their family was she kind of believes that these are the children that change the world because they see so much they see it through that lens that we wish the whole world saw it through and they become extremely empathetic and compassionate and they kind of push for change and oh that's what it was her, it was um uh it was a a dance that her dad was going on with her and she was more worried about they thought that she would be worried about how different it would look for her that her dad was in a wheelchair versus everybody else's dad not being in a wheelchair and she said that she was worried that nobody would talk to her dad Hmm. And that was like, that was her major concern was that they were going to get to this dance and none of the other parents would talk to him or like the other kids would talk to him, even though like she knew that she would and she was comfortable. That was what her concern was. And I think it'll be interesting to see how different the kids in our lives are because you are in our life. Like even including my niece and nephews who, you know, when we met, my niece was four, four. Um, she just turned four, yeah. Yeah, my nephew was like one my my oldest nephew. Well, he's not. Yeah, he's my oldest nephew. He was probably going on one years old at that point. But even just the way like she cares for you and she's mm -hmm. worried about you and she's looking for you. So like when we have to spend Thanksgiving apart, 
she's like, why, you know, where's Uncle Leon? Why is Uncle Leon here? And this is not fair. I don't like that he's not here. And so it'll be interesting to see how different they approach accessibility, inclusion, diversity, and just the world because their their lens is a little bit different. And yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what she, uh, who she becomes yeah. and how she embraces it. And what things may end up being like more difficult for her. We I think at five, we haven't really experienced a lot that could be hard. Um, I mean, I think when we went to the beach, that felt like that should have been hard. But she, I think just the excitement of being at the beach was enough for her that it didn't. You had the chair, so that took a lot of stress off of you. Yeah. About me, like, but I thought like all of the back and forth of like, now daddy's in the the, the chair for the beach. We got to put his manual chair away. Uh, like I thought that would get to her after a while because it was kind of like, in my mind, it was delaying her fun. Yeah. Like she could see the beach and it's like, not yet, not yet. Um, but and but maybe it's different because this is all she knows too. Yeah. She doesn't know any. Yeah, that wasn't like. like it's not a transition. She to, yeah, yeah, she could just up and go, up and go, and then oh no, daddy can't do that. No, daddy ain't never go. Right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, our topic for tonight, well for today, yes, we are recording this at night. This is our first time recording at night, and shout out to the people that do this all the time. Our topic for today is just to talk about what it was like for me to recover from my hysterectomy. If you haven't heard the previous episode where we discussed why I had um, a hysterectomy, that episode is there. But just a quick background about two months ago, maybe even going on almost three at this point, I had made a decision to um, treat myself to a hysterectomy because I, I finally came to the point where it was a point of it was a form of self-care. Excuse me to kind of not have to do all of the hard things anymore, not have to figure things out. You know, I was having issues with my bladder. Long story short, I had a hysterectomy. And so I thought it would be interesting to talk about everything, what it was like to go through that transition together. Um, everything happened extremely fast. I met with my doctor, signed paperwork. She told me that it was going to take two weeks before they would call me with a surgery date and she was you know also informed me that the date could be far out but you know not to worry to advocate for myself because you know uh dates came up more frequently just because of covid and you know maybe people ended up with covid and had to cancel it was the winter just different reasons mm -hmm. it was four days later that they called me and they're like hey we have a, a date open does this work for you and it happened to be two days after Christmas. Yeah. So it worked out well in the sense that Leon had already scheduled time off from work because Noel was going to be on winter break. Um, my mom was pretty much like, I move when you move. Like, you just tell me when it's going to be and I'm going to be there. And so we just kind of was, we just went for it. And the um, thought just left my mind we got ready so i share on our youtube channel um and some other videos the type of supplies i got the ways that i prepared it was a lot of um supplements herbal tea just different things that holistically would help my body recover much faster different foods i knew i wanted to have nutrient dense foods i wanted to have um, to make sure my body recovered in the best way possible. And so I did all of those things like wedge pillows, button down pajama 
dresses just to not have to like lift my arms too much heat and pad just everything that I could take from other people's experience and make a part of my own um I took the time to like make out a whole list buy all of the supplies and get myself ready and so we did that we enjoyed Christmas together as a family we gave Noel a heads up that this was happening and on December 27th, we went to the hospital. My skirt surgery was scheduled for noon. It was scheduled to take between three and four hours. And um, we got there. I forget what time we had to be there. We had to be there at like, I don't even think it was that early. Maybe it was like 10, two hours before. No, it was earlier than that. I'm sorry. It was earlier. So... Um, we get there, you know, they do all of their pre-op stuff. Long story short, we were just a little, like an hour behind schedule to go back to the OR because they were waiting for OR. So instead of starting at noon, we started, they started my surgery at one. The nerves hit around noon because I was like trying to stay calm, trying to be ready. And then to have to wait another Mm -hmm. hour was when it was kind of like, all right, y'all, like now I'm getting annoyed. Now I'm getting nervous. Um, I got really nervous as they were rolling me back, but I didn't even make it to for them to tell me to count down. They moved me onto the table. I had already told the anesthesiologist I was nervous. He gave me something on the way back to the OR. He asked me to work. I said no. So he gave me more. And, you know, I don't remember much else. I woke up and it was a little after six. Leon, they... It felt like Leon must have been around the corner. I was like, where's my husband? They're like, we'll go get him right now. And I felt like I blinked and he was right there. But I think for me, everything was still like in slow motion. No, I was it right was there. Like, I was I was on the behind. As soon as that thing turned yellow, I was out. It was like slow and fast at the same time. It was like really weird. But my I, the surgery went well. Um, there was no issues. Nothing came up that was unexpected. Everything pretty much went according to plan. They were hoping to go in vaginally, but my uterus ended up being too big that they had to go in laparoscopically, which meant that they went through my belly button. But um, once I woke up, they had to just, they had to wait at least till eight o'clock to take my catheter out to see if I would be able to go to the bathroom on my own. So once they did that, I got walking. I went to the bathroom right away. So we got discharged the same night. As soon as I came home, pulled into the driveway, my mom was waiting outside to help me get in the house. (laughs) I mean, everything just kind of like flowed. So I was in a lot of, I was really loopy day one, but the pain actually hit when we got home. And it wasn't, I wasn't uncomfortable in the car. It was more getting in bed and and realizing that you can't move like how you're used to moving. So how I'm used to sleeping, I couldn't sleep anymore. Welcome to my world. And so that was uncomfortable. That was an adjustment. Um, But the first day was, no, day two was probably the hardest because then anesthesia had worn off and then the actual pain had like set in. And I was like trying not to take, it wasn't that I wasn't trying to take pain meds, but I was actually, I think I was scoring my pain better, like better than it was. Like, I, I don't think I was being realistic. I think I was trying to tolerate it versus just saying, like, girl, they gave you pain meds for a reason. Just take the meds. So when Leon finally was like, you can take your pain meds. Because I had told myself because of night one, I said, oh, I should take it for sleep. 
so I can just sleep through the night and I have to wake back up and do nothing. So I'm going to just save him for sleep. And then during the day, he was like, you can take them. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Let me take something. And I'm so glad I did because then I was able to walk around so much more. It just took the edge off. It wasn't. I mean, of course, I didn't feel I was comfortable, but it was like I needed the edge taken off. It was yeah. like I could tolerate it, but it was very like an arable like way of tolerating it. And then from there, every day got a little bit better. Slowly and surely, every day got a little bit better. When my mom was here, she did a lot of the cooking and what I felt like was tending to my needs. So it was whenever I wanted something to eat or drink, she was ready to handle all of those things. Yeah, she didn't do nothing for me. Chop liver. Was you chopped liver or I did she cook for, for everybody? Plate. I asked for a plate. You get it yourself. I'm disabled, man. <laughs> what do you feel like was the hardest part for you? Uh, Probably just... No, I think just having to play with Noah all day. Um, other than that, it wasn't too bad. I've I I was prepared for it mentally. Um, my body was ready for it. Damn, my body was ready for it. Um, I, it wasn't bad at all to me. Well, that's good. I mean, the no sex thing was trash, but other than <laughs> that, um, yeah, it was fun. Noel was cool. I think mom, mom, made, mom was cooking like a lot of different stuff. So it was just so much stuff in the refrigerator. I think I was just like, oh no. But I didn't, oh, mom was making cakes and stuff. That was the problem. Because I don't eat too. I try not to eat a lot of sweets. I eat, I eat, I eat but ice cream at night, but I try not to have a lot of sweets. And it was like a bakery here every other day. Every other day it was some new confectionery delight. And we all had to partake. It was she was like, I'm not doing this alone. Like I'm eating cake, you're eating cake too. If I'm having a cupcake, you're having a cupcake. I'd be having like, the munchies and I was like, Give me all of it. I would just eat the cookies for breakfast. It was good. It was I actually was worried that it was going to be very overwhelming for you. Because once Noel went back to school it was like drop off, pick up, gymnastics, swim lessons, like and then still having to play with her and then still having to make sure I'm okay and, you know, making sure we're spending time together and that you're spending time alone and taking care of yourself. I think the hardest thing for me was the reality check that it was mentally harder than it was going to be because once I think I took the pain meds maybe the first three, college three days. And then after that i felt okay and then once i gave into the belly band because i was very against it i kept thinking it was going to feel very restricted and very uncomfortable but then once i actually really started using it it was almost uncomfortable to have it off versus having it on and so the hardest part for me was feeling good and having to constantly remind myself that my body is still healing your body is still healing and i didn't want to do anything that was going to set me back because once i started really moving around and wanting to go outside wanting to walk more you know then you it was like i kind of wanted to take care of myself like i wanted to make my own stop it i wanted to make my own food and make my own tea and and not that i completely felt like a burden but i just wanted to feel like i could do something other than laying, (laughs) lay in bed even though after a while laying in bed was I was okay with all of it. I thought it was going to be like restless and annoying and I was going to be like over it. No, ma'am. 
I had plenty. I mean, some days I felt the the weird part of it was I want I had a list of things that I wanted to watch to keep me from being bored, and I had no desire to watch things. Yeah. Though it was like that part of it was weird for me was that I just kind of felt tired that I even though I had plenty of time to lay around and I could binge things I went through my list and there were just certain types of things that I was like stuff together basically yeah it was just certain things I just didn't even want to watch I just felt like I was just existing and but then that felt like it wasn't enough of a distraction like it was it was weird to say like I'm laying here I really can't do anything else I should watch TV, but I don't want to do that. I can't focus enough to do anything important. Like yeah. I needed it to be like mindless, but I didn't even have I didn't even have that in me. Um, and I'm still tired to this day, guys. I, that's one of the things that the effects afterwards that I was not anticipating. I don't think people talked enough about that in their videos and all the content that I took in was still feeling tired after all of these weeks even though i felt like i did everything right i checked all of the boxes i made sure i had the nutrient dense foods mm-hmm. in i made sure i took all of my supplements i made sure i hydrated as best as i could i know i didn't do the best at that because i had headaches for a while too i made sure i walked enough and i'm still trying to get back in the swing of you know my workout routine and still giving my body what it needs, I just still feel tired. Like, I still feel like I have a hard time concentrating. And it's weird because I, I'm back in my routine. So I feel like I want to be, like, back to everything the way that I was used to it being. And it's just not. And I don't know when it'll be. You got to think about it. You were down two months. You're going to take four months to probably get back. You know, I was always trash after I got off of recovery. Well, now I know what that means when you say you was trash, because now I feel it. That's why I was like, you know, I, I, that's why they was telling me, like, get real active when I had my big surgery, because mm-hmm. you imagine laying around that many weeks mm-hmm. and then trying to get in a wheelchair to first. Yeah. Oh, and even when I went to see my doctor for my follow-up at my eight-week mark, which technically, which really was seven, but that's a whole other story. Um, you know, she did remind me that you did just have surgery. So, it, it, it's like a part of me is like oh it's been eight weeks but then everybody else was like it's only been eight weeks like it's not you know it's not the same thing your body is still recovering you did just have major surgery and my scars look phenomenal by the way that was another thing I did not mention was that no scars. they almost look non-existent so I'm pretty excited about that as well but it's yeah it's a it's it was an interesting process it was my again my first time having a major surgery so there was a lot of that worry, concern, not knowing really what to expect because everybody's experience truly is going to be different. It was my fear of will I wake up, even though this is like a a, a normal surgery that they probably do multiple times a day. I did not want to be that person that did not wake up, you know, because I wanted to do what I thought was right for me. I didn't want that to be the thing to take me out. <laughs> she went out happy. She went out fighting. So... <clears throat> It was an interesting process, and I'm kind of glad it's behind me. It feels very surreal at the same time. I told Leon that it's almost as if it didn't even happen. It's like once my and I sent my mom back home after my four week checkup because she changed my restrictions, so I was able to bend more. I was able to, yeah, she was. huh? <laughs> I was able to lift 
more. And so I kind of felt like, um, and because Noelle handled it so well, I knew that I could talk her through. Mommy can do a little bit more, not everything, but a little bit more. So that meant if I t took her to swim practice, um, swimming lessons, that she would still be hands on because she knew I couldn't do everything. So, and I thought she would, you know, and she was, she would be excited to have me back in the swing of things. So I, my, my mom did go home after my four week checkup. She went home closer to what was five weeks by the time she scheduled her train. And then it was funny because we were on our way to the train station and Noelle's like, are you all better? And I'm like, no, not yet. And she's like, wait, what do you mean? I thought, I thought that's why I was going home. Like I would have stayed longer. And I'm yeah. like, I just feel bad. You have your own life to live. And I'm, I feel like I'm hold, kind of holding that up. And also, well, it's funny. I forgot about that. Also, we talked about this. So were you not paying attention? So, <laughs> so um, I, I, I was okay with her going home she was here for a long time and not that you know it went well it wasn't as if you know it was like oh gosh i'm ready to get out of here she came what days before my surgery because she was trying to beat before the Christmas. she was trying to beat the holiday traffic and trains and all of that stuff so she came a little bit early and then she stayed a little late so yeah it went great um again lost my train of thought yeah i got back kind of got back into the swing of things after four weeks so by the time I did have my checkup at the eight week mark, it felt like I was already back into our normal routine. I was already back to doing the things I was used to doing for the most part. Like I was still mindful of like not carrying too many groceries at one time, you know, not picking her up because, you know, she weighed more than I could lift. So I was still mindful, like not picking up cases of water. But then by the time I was able to, everything kind of already felt pretty close to normal that it does feel like it almost never even happened. That's good. I still remember my surgery every day. I want to share this one last thing only because it just happened. I was telling Leon how I had a dream last night. And in my dream last night, I was pregnant. I was pregnant. We were having a boy. And it was supposed to make me happy because you said it. <laughs> it was this. It was an unplanned pregnancy. We never planned on having another kid. So in this dream, we were pregnant and it was going to be a boy. And we were so excited that we were pregnant. And Noelle was excited that she was going to get to be a big sister. And it felt very like normal. It felt like it wasn't. It didn't feel like a dream. I mean, of course, I knew it was because, you know, how in your dream, everything's so different. Like, you're still the same. Noelle's still the same. The premise is still the same. But, like, we're on set. Like, this is not our house. Like, everything else about it I feel you. I don't have feels, dreams. like, different. But then in the dream, I don't even remember what part of the dream actually woke me up. But I woke up from the dream and, and I realized that it was a dream. And I think it was because part of the part that made it so hard was like in the dream, I had accepted that we were going to have another baby because we never planned on doing it. And so I had wrapped my head around starting all over again and doing this thing that we had never decided to do. But because it's a baby, you just get so excited. You're like, this is not what I wanted, but it's a baby and it's us and it's a boy this time. Like, how great is this? So then when I woke up, it was like shattering to say like oh my god it was only a dream but then it was also like oh my god it's also something that'll never be a reality even if we wanted to even if we changed our mind i can't and that was so weird 
it was so like it took me a couple minutes to actually like get myself together this morning to like move past it because it was like girl you don't have a uterus <laughs> that can never be a story that can never be real and, but at the same time we never planned on having another one. So she's planning on having another one. I don't know how she planned. I think she it's because keep having these stories, keep having these dreams, these visions, these cravings at random times. She want a kid, man. I don't want another. I know. I was having all kinds of cravings before the surgery. Leon was like, "Girl, you can't be having these weird cravings." What if I was like, "What if we find out the day of surgery I'm actually pregnant and they can't do it?" I was like not for it I don't know I think because even though we decided we were we always knew we were done I think just because physically the possibility was always there it was just kind of like if it ever happened it to me it felt like it had to be God's will for us because there were so many things that felt like it wasn't going no to happen way in the world that God would have us to have Jesus too it wouldn't have been Jesus too it would have been Leon Jr whole lot of miracle in that that's what i'm saying if if we would have ended up pregnant it would have been like this was meant to be how could you be mad like they're like literally god showed up and showed out he was like listen y'all know i'll be performing miracles here go another one and little lj was gonna be what he was gonna be he clearly had to be like somebody real important for god to be like i need bruh on earth he needs to be here that's how I always looked at it. Like, how, I can't be mad if that would have happened. But I no longer have a uterus. And they put it in a bag and made it all mashy-mashy. That is literally null and void. It was also twice as big as it was supposed to be. So, I'm kind of glad it's gone. <laughs> yeah. So, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode about my recovery. I don't know if we answered any questions that you guys may have had. But if you do have any questions, drop them below and we can always answer them at another time and maybe in another episode. So we will see you guys in two weeks. Peace out. Bye. Bye. -bye.